Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Welcome back to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm Nita Wilkinson, and I am so glad you're here today. I'm writing solo today as we talk a little bit about Psalms. Many years ago, my mother encouraged me to find a psalm and to make it mine. She told me that she had chosen Psalm 46 for her psalm, and that was a psalm that she went to when she was full of joy and wanted to praise God, and it is the psalm that she went to when she was facing challenges and struggles and just needed God's voice. She took that psalm and she made it hers. I wish now that I had asked more questions because I don't know all the ways that she made it hers. She encouraged me to find my own psalm. And of course, the first one that I went to after she encouraged this was Psalm 46, which I absolutely loved, but thought that probably I needed to find one that was my own (laughs) instead of just stealing my mother's. I did... uh, not a deep dive, but I perused some Psalms and came across Psalm 34, and it really resonated with me. So I called Psalm 34 my Psalm. Looking back, besides having wished that I asked my mom more questions about what she did with her Psalm, I also probably should have spent more time picking out my own psalm. Although I will tell you, this is definitely the psalm that I should relate to. And it has, um, in more recent years, been such a steadying influence on me when I needed it. So I know that even though I probably didn't give due diligence as I picked my psalm out, that this was truly the one that God had chosen for me. And he worked in spite of my way of doing things. When I was going through my time of depression, Psalm 34.4 was the only verse that I could remember or speak or that I had in my head as things got to the really bad part. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. And I love that verse to this day. I do use this Psalm. I go to it often. It's completely highlighted in all of my Bibles because it's my psalm. And I have to tell you, I've had my mom's Bible since she died. My mom likes the Jerusalem Bible, so I never asked her why, why she liked the Jerusalem Bible so much or where she even came across to it because I, it's not one that I am familiar with or that I've ever even seen on the shelves. Although, I saw her with it all the time, and I often wondered why she picked that that particular version, but I didn't ever look into it. And so I sent my dad a message, and, and he told me that uh, we had a pastor at one time that had the Jerusalem Bible, and she loved that version of it, and so he got it for her, and he does have an inscription for her from 1971 in the front of the Bible. When I was preparing for this podcast, I went to Psalm 46 in her Bible. And of course, it's highlighted in many, many places because that's her psalm. But I have to tell you, 
I also went to Psalm 34, the one that I picked to own. She has just as much highlighted in Psalm 34 as she does in Psalm 36, and that just made my heart so happy. So I'm going to read to you Psalm 34 right now, and I'm going to read it from my mom's Bible, the Jerusalem Bible. I will bless Yahweh at all times, but praise shall be on my lips continually. My soul glories in Yahweh. Let the humble hear and rejoice. Proclaim with me the greatness of Yahweh. Together let us extol his name. David is just delighting in God, even though his circumstances are not great. He is praising God, and he's encouraging other believers to praise God with him, to show others how great their God is. I'm going to start with four and do four and five now. I seek Yahweh, and he answers me and frees me from all my fears. Every face turned to him grows brighter, and it is never ashamed. Faith expressed in prayer is God's antidote to fear. We are so blessed to be able to have the Holy Spirit to intervene with us and make our prayer so much more powerful. And even when we don't know what to say, when we're on our knees struggling and just admitting that God is God and we don't know what else to say, the Holy Spirit intervenes for us. So when we express our faith by prayer to our God, that is his antidote for our fear. He wants us to come to him with everything that we have, our fears, our struggles, our anxieties, all of it. He wants us to bring to him. And as we go on and read six, seven, and I believe just six and seven. Again, this is the Jerusalem version, the Jerusalem Bible version. A cry goes up from the poor man, and Yahweh hears and helps him in all his troubles. The angel of Yahweh pitches camp around those who fear him, and he keeps them safe. A cry goes out. Charles Spurgeon says, God gives us prayer as a basket, and then he pours the blessings of his grace into it. Is that not just beautiful picture of God handing us a basket and pouring his grace into it when we pray is just beautiful. We see throughout the Bible people crying out for whatever. God have mercy on me, a sinner from Luke 18:13. Lord help me from Matthew 15:25. Lord save me from Matthew 14:30. Jesus remember me from Luke 23 verse 42. There are many that cry out to God in the Bible. Sometimes their prayers are brief and sharp and they are uncontrollable cries. And a cry is a sorrowful thing. It is the language of pain. This man David's prayer was heard as he cried out to his Lord and God saved him from his troubles. When the angel of the Lord, and do you know who the angel of the Lord is? The angel of the Lord, even back in the Old Testament, was Christ. We can cross-reference the angel of the Lord in camps around those who fear him and deliver them. And that's from the um, English Standard Version. With Daniel 6.22, my God sent his angel and shut, like, shut the lion's mouth because Daniel was blameless. So both of those angels were Christ, the, the person that we know that walked on this earth as Jesus. Is that not a beautiful, beautiful 
picture of God taking care of us. He camps his angels around us. Tony Evans says in his commentary that we have our own angels that he has given to us to keep the enemy at bay. I can't tell you how comforting that is to me, that we have angels that keep the enemy at bay for us. It reminds me of God fighting for us if we just let him. So cool. As we go on and read in verse 8, 9, and 10, how good Yahweh is. Only taste and see. Happy the man who takes shelter in him. Fear Yahweh, you his holy ones. Those who fear him want for nothing. The young lion may go empty and hungry, but those who seek Yahweh lack nothing good. And the good in all of these verses means in Hebrew, pleasing, desirable goodness. It's all very good. And when we read about the lion who may go empty and hungry, David's talking about the enemy. The enemy is trying to claw his way to you. God has put his angel around you so that the angels can fight the enemy off. In my mom's favorite Psalm 46, as I said, and one of the verses there, I know you know it well, be still and know that I am God. How that reads in the Jerusalem Bible is, pause a while and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted over the earth. Some of the versions say, be silent and know that I am God. And when you go back to Exodus, I think it's 14.14, it says, You need only be still. God will fight for you. That's what this means. God is fighting these battles against the enemy for you. You only have to have faith and trust in him and be still or be quiet and let him do the work of the battles. I love that. And I love that it's in my psalm that I have chosen Psalm 34, and my mother's psalm, Psalm 46. So going on to read 11 11 through 14. Come, my sons, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of Yahweh. Which of you wants to live to the full? Who loves long life and enjoys prosperity? Malice must be banished from your tongue, deceitful conversation from your lips. Never yield to evil, practice good, seek peace, and pursue it. God is good. If we want to enjoy what is good, we need to do what is good. It's pretty easy. It's a pretty simple equation. Everything that is good and perfect and right and just comes from God. If it's not those things, it doesn't come from God. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. That's the English Standard Version. Hebrews 12, 14 tells us to strive for peace with everyone and live for his holiness. Romans 14, 19, let us pursue what makes peace and mutual upbuilding. Turn away from evil and do good. Doing good here is seeking peace, seeking unity, building people up, not tearing people down. As we read on 15 through 18, The eyes of Yahweh are turned towards the virtuous, his ears to their cry. The face of Yahweh frowns on evil men to wipe their memory from earth. They cry for help and Yahweh hears and rescues them from all their troubles. Yahweh is near to the brokenhearted. He helps those whose spirit is crushed. 
17 is again, they cry for help and Yahweh hears and rescues them from all their troubles. And what was for? I seek Yahweh and he answers me and frees me from all my fears. God is with us in our times of trouble. All we have to do is seek him and he will hear us. He is never turned a deaf ear towards us. He hears us. He knows us. He hears our prayers. When we cry, he feels our pain. As we go on, 19 through 22, Psalm 34. Hardships in plenty beset the virtuous man, but Yahweh rescues him from them all. Taking care of every bone, Yahweh will not let one be broken. Evil will bring death to the wicked. Those who hate the virtuous will have to pay, while Yahweh himself ransom the souls of his servants, and those who take shelter in him have nothing to pay. Yahweh himself ransom the souls of his servants. None of those who take shelter in him will be condemned. He's our answer when everything else is crazy. This is the psalm that I go to to bring me comfort, to bring me peace, to rescue me when I am in the midst of despair, to help me praise him. When life is good and I have praise just and joy just flowing out of me. So I wanna encourage you to choose a Psalm. I'm gonna encourage you to put more effort into it than I did. Although I will tell you, I did pray about it before I chose a Psalm and 34 is what I came up with. And while I don't think that I did my due diligence, I do think that this is exactly the psalm that God wanted me to choose when my mom encouraged me to have a psalm that I made my own. I have a friend that her psalm is Psalm 112. She shared with me, she reads that aloud every day. I think she even said she memorized it. And um, I just love that. And Psalm 112 is just a beautiful psalm as well. And I love that every day she, she says that psalm out loud. Whether she memorized it or not, she, she prays it to Jesus every day. Another friend chose for her psalm, uh, Psalm 23, which we all know well and can find a lot of comfort in. She recently painted a picture of how she sees in her mind what Psalm 23 is. And can I just tell you that picture was beautiful and it it comforted my heart to see it I think that God truly gave her a glimpse into what David meant by that psalm and I love it another psalm that I absolutely love is Psalm 91 if you've spent any time around me at all you know I think that that's like a hug from God and I I love that psalm a lot and I would say if I if I were allowed to have two that would be my second one it says a lot of the same things as Psalm 34 says. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. 
Verses 5 and 6 that I just read, not the terror of night or the arrow that flies by day, pestilence in darkness, nor destruction at noonday. He is with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You skip on down to eight because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the most high who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near you for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways on their hands. They will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. There are so many similarities to Psalm 34 and Psalm 91. They're not written by the same person. In fact, 91 is actually written for um, the Israelites when they left Egypt. I love, though, that their prayer and their praise is very similar. Both of them say God has you in his refuge. I love the picture of a mama bird from Psalm 91, keeping her children safe by laying over the top of them. Even if it means she will be hurt or even killed, she will protect her little ones. And that is the way that God protects you. So I really want to encourage you to find a Psalm out of the 150. There are 150 Psalms. And I encourage you to spend some time this week reading through some of the Psalms, praying before you start looking and finding a Psalm that resonates with you, that you could call your own. I have committed um, to spending some time in April memorizing Psalm 34. It's a Psalm that I pull out often and there are verses that I do know by heart, but I don't know it as a whole. There are 22 verses of it and I probably mm, only know six or seven. It's not six or seven that flow together. And so I've committed myself to do that in April. So I'm hoping by the end of April that I will know Psalm 34, right outside and upside down, and I will be able to fall back on it from memory without even opening my Bible. So I hope that this encourages you to find a psalm that is yours. And if you want some time to do that and you live in uh, anywhere near Bell Fountain or even in Ohio and you want to come, we are going to be having a retreat on May 13th and 14th. It's a Friday overnight and it is a silence and solitude retreat. I am so excited about this because I've heard about this from some of my friends across the country that do things like this. And basically it's a time for you to spend just you and God. We are going to open with a meal and some worship and we'll give you some tips on some scripture that you can use if you don't know any. We're gonna give you a journal and some different tools that you can use as you spend a few hours just you and God. Now these are not things that you have to do. These are just things that are available to you if you're not sure where to start. If you have an idea of where you want to dig into the Bible or a book that you want to bring or a journal that you want to bring, however you want to do it is fine. Nobody's going to be watching or grading. So probably about seven o'clock after we've had our meal and our presentation on tips and some worship time, we're going to start at seven o'clock with a group prayer. And from seven and until two the next day, it's just you and God. Of course, you can sleep. We're not, we're not telling you not to do that. But just 
I'm really praying and hoping for good weather because we're going to be at a camp and you'll be able to walk around and spend time in nature and just spend it with God. We will be at a, a camp, a small lodge at Camp Kirkmont if uh, the weather isn't great, but it gives us more space if it is, if it's nice for us to get out. So I encourage you to pray about coming to that. You can go to the In the Whisper page and get more information about that and also sign up. It is $45 for the whole weekend. That includes all your meals and a, a journal. All you have to bring is your Bible. You Everything else will be provided for you. So if you are looking to spend some quiet time, just you and God, I encourage you to look at the Silence and Solitude page on the In the Whisper, which is www.inthewhisper.org. In the Whisper is all one word. And check out the Silence and Solitude page and see if that's not something you would like to do. You can pay at the event itself or you can Venmo. I do ask that if you sign up, you plan on coming. And if you don't, you let me know because there are only 12 spots. We're going to start our first one really small. And hopefully we'll be able to grow to something bigger as we go from here. But I want to make sure that it's great for the women that come. So we're starting small and then we'll go from there. But 12, I think, is a good number. So check out the Silence and Solitude page if you'd like to do that, if it's something that you're interested in, because I'm looking forward to it. I am craving some time alone with God and can't wait to see where he leads me on that journey. Until next time, I am Nita Wilkinson, and this is the In the Whisper podcast.